Triple M's Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Thanks to Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance and power without limits. Gus Walland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Massive show today. We've got a double pass to give away later in the show to Pearl Jam. And in a little over 30 minutes' time, we're calling Aaron Woods. He's in Vegas, and he's also bumped into Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, no less. A big welcome to Candace Warner. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. It's been been a while. Mate, you're in the hot seat. Uh, our very our man, Gussie Walland, is on the way over. We've seen him in the pyjamas. I think he's at the front he's of the plane. He's rubbing it in. He's having the, the Dom Perignon champagne. He's in the, the Qantas pyjamas, which I think you only get if you're in business or first class. So he is not doing it tough. Well, I can't relate to that. I I'm, cannot. Neither can I. I'm usually down the back <laughs> with the real people. So Says he who's wearing two of the biggest gold rings ever. <laughs> it's not about me, but I want to say, uh, I hope Gussie enjoys himself because uh, he's got some great sponsors, so we'll, we'll keep the ship afloat, as we normally do. No more commercial uh, events on Bondi, one of our most no, famous beaches. that's right, Jude. Those big, boozy parties and events on Bondi Beach. What? Uh, yep, they've they've been banned. Waverley Council, a.k.a. the Fun Police, um, well, they've officially called last drinks for events on Bondi Beach. So This is crazy. But, you know, don't worry. We're, you know, the Mardi Gras celebrations, mm. sculptures by the sea and the annual city to surf, that will still go ahead. But anything else, I mean, they used to have the yeah. white party, any fun events, well, they've put an end to that. Um, do you reckon it's a bit of a nanny state offering oh, or not? What do you think? I think so. I think so. I think so. But we've seen some of that stuff at Bronte Beach where all yep. the English well, backpackers yeah, yeah. have just well, left it, a... Yep, the expat's Christmas party. I mean, yeah. they've got to go somewhere if you're an yeah. expat for Christmas. Well, they still can go ahead. So don't worry. That's still going to go ahead, um, but that's because it's an unsanctioned event. So if you just want to take a picnic mm. and take... A, you know, some drink to down to the beach, which you shouldn't. Bottle of earth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you still can do that. Dell, the uh, World Club Challenge been run and won by Wigan. We, I think, we all agree that the Panthers were robbed. But uh, you played in three World Club Challenges. What does this mean for the Panthers? Do they just wipe that clear, or how do you, how do you get your mindset right for the start of the year? Look, there's no doubt the Panthers set a standard and, and they wanted to win that World Club Challenge. It's probably the only trophy they haven't got. You know, they've won everything else. But look, they understand where they're at. They didn't have their full strength side. There's a couple of young players that you know obviously came in. Um, they'd be disappointed. But Wigan, you know, they got the win, a couple of crucial decisions, and um, but they'll, they'll suck it up. But I think it's still going to be hard to beat this year. Do you not find it a little bit of a disadvantage for the NRL side that travels over? Because the English side, they've just yeah. finished their season, they've been playing. Could they move it to another to another time? Yeah, they could, but I just don't think it would work. we got we got so much in the uh, like NRL. Like Magic Round or something. Yeah, but then, then, you know, it's in the middle of our season and then um, I, I just think it's always been in and around February, March. So I think teams known for years it's that way inclined. So the English teams have done well the last couple of years. Don't forget, St. Helens came out here last year and they beat Penrith here. You lost to St. Helens uh, by yeah. a big margin. Yeah. How did you refocus oh. after that, though? Yeah, we had a gun side in 2000. You know, we smashed the Roosters 14-6 and then we went over there and played St. Helens. Mate, it was to climatise. We stayed in Wigan. They beat us, I think, 44-22. They had a gun side, and we just sucked it up. Um, we got knocked out in the prelims that year by um, 
by Parramatta, but they'll refocus and Penrith will know where they're at. What about the pre-season challenge? Anything, uh, you know, spark your interest across the weekend? Yeah, mate, good to see the Dragons get a win in my old club, you know, because I, I put the wood on them a little bit. I, I said, no, but it's still, but I, I thought... Um, Only over the lowly Tigers, though. Yeah, they'll take that, but I thought the Sharks' win was good without Nico Hines, you know. It wasn't like, you know, the high spectacle um, that, that, that we thought, because the Bulldogs have got a good squad there. I, I tipped the Bulldogs to win that game. So the Broncos won the whole the whole cup. Mm. Um, what does it mean for the Broncos? It, surely it shows how much depth they've got at the moment. Yeah, I think it shows what Kevin and that are doing and Alf and all those guys, Matty Ballon, up there in the Broncos system. They're, they're, they're obviously, um, you know, South Logan, all those feeder clubs, they're all doing the right job. And, and don't forget, all those kids that are back home here playing, they represent the Broncos, they're looking at the boys in Vegas going, I want to go there next year. Parramatta looked pretty sharp against the Titans yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I watched that game and one of the things is Parramatta, like, you know, that they could be a top four side or a top eight side when they're at their best. Obviously, Sevo's going to have a couple of weeks on the sideline. But uh, the Titans, for me, you just don't know where to get with the Titans. So um, Parramatta, will, they're going to be thereabouts this year. You know, anyone that's got Mitch Moses and, and Dylan Brown are going to be hard to beat. Are you excited to watch the opening round this Sunday? I can't wait. I just This is going to be great for not just rugby league, but Australian sport in general, you know. We've just had the Super Bowl over there a couple of weeks ago. But to watch, you know, four uh, NRL teams go over there, and you know what? You'd be getting it. You'd be getting it. I've got friends who have, like, bought boxes over there. Mate, you coming? You coming? No, I've got to stay here and uh, do it for me. It's the I'm first time I've that. seen you laser-focused. Yeah, look, I'll be honest. I've been lucky over the last couple of years. I've got to go to Hong Kong and other places, so probably time I just stay home. It's the Rush Hour with Gus Jude and Wendell Candice Warner with us all week, which we're super lucky to have. Now, Candice, we've got to address the fact that you were at Taylor Swift on Saturday night. Yes. And walked out early. Yes, that's correct. I had fantastic seats and um, we're in a box and I and I took my two daughters who are eight and nine. Mm. Now, Taylor Swift, her concert started at 7.30. Yeah. Fantastic, not too late, but she plays 45 songs. It's a, it is a marathon. Is that how many? Was? 45 songs. So by 10.30, which was three hours in, my youngest daughter was asleep on my lap and she had played about eight songs that were just kind of a little bit slow. And, and I get it. There was men around looking at my daughter going, I wish I was sleeping right now, but they were being good men, like with their wives or partners, mm. just sort of enjoying it as much as they could. And then I noticed that there were still nine or 10 songs to go. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I could sit in traffic for one hour or two hours afterwards Let's go. You've so th- got history of this, though. I do have history of it. You're um, a serial smoke bomber. I do. So it backfired on me because Blink-182 was also That's out right, there. Yeah. And their concert finished just as I was walking out. So I'd, it got stuck in the traffic anyway. But I've done it before when I saw Harry Styles last year. And I left early and um, I missed him performing Horses with Daryl Braithwaite. Oh, so man. I know. I, I was pretty devoted about that, but I wasn't so devoted that I missed the traffic and I got home to bed early. Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, problems like you in the corporate <laughs> box. I mean, that'll be hard to take. <laughs> so, eh? hard to, yeah. so, so hard to keep awake. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> no, can't, we, we can't get of all those, those people who missed out yeah. on tickets. Yes. Listen, I still watch 36 <laughs> songs and I admire her and I think she's incredible, mm. but 36 is enough. Mm. One triple three five three. Give us a call. When did you leave early? I 
left early one other time after a big day out years ago, and oh. I used to live next to the Annandale Hotel, oh, a yeah. really rock and roll pub. I used to go down and have lock-ins down there with the <laughs> with the Rule Brothers who used to own the pub, and um, you, just with some great moments, great bands playing there all the time. But after the big day out, I'd had a fairly solid day on the Jim Beams, and I'd sort of on the way home, I thought, oh, look, should I pop, poke my head in or? I'm just gonna. I'm You're just gonna go. Probably in an home. emotional state by now. I've, I've probably had enough today, and I just sort of went, okay. I'm just gonna go home. And that particular night after the big day out, Metallica and the Strokes were in there. They had a lock in. I think they put twenty grand yeah, over good. the bar. Oh. So I would have would have been able to get in there, and I've missed out on one of the great. Parties. Could you imagine the stories you would have oh, been able to tell? I'd be still the telling memories. you that. Instead, I parked it. I left early like Candace Warner and I've just <laughs> dodged it. So I'm, I'm But I'm you regret it. I'd I, never regret yeah. leaving early, ever. Mate, mate I, I can't remember. We used to get sponsored by the star back in the day, you know, and, um, you know, Fox and all that. And I remember Gordon Tallis. I went somewhere and I left early. Gordon Tallis was with Russell Crowe. And um, so Russell goes, oh, mate, come on, I want you to meet a few friends. Goes behind the door and... Um, there's Jay-Z and Beyonce and then Kanye. What? Yeah. Stop it. And, and I, you know what I said to Gordy? I said, did you ask for a selfie? He goes, mate, not That's cool. Not him. That's oh, not I would have asked. Yeah, it's not Gordy. <laughs> oh, no yeah, way. Yeah. I don't believe it. I promise you. Ask Gordy, tell us. One triple three five three. Give us a call now. When did you leave early or what did you miss out on? Ben, what big moment did you miss? Hello, Ben. Hi, Ben. Yeah, hi, guys. How what, are you? Really? What big moment did you miss? Yeah, so at the start of the 2015 AFL season, I went to the game, took my three kids in tow, including a seven-month-old baby, yeah. and uh, the Swans were playing Essendon, oh. and um, they were getting beat by about 50 at three-quarter time, so I thought, that's it, I'm coming back to Newcastle, that'll do me. Oh, so Got home, turned on out. Fox News, and they won. Oh. So many people walked out of the SCG then oh. and could hear the crowd erupting. It happens so often with sport, though. Yeah, you just, just you think your team's gone and then they fight back and you miss that moment yeah. that you're going to regret forever. Beat the traffic and then it's yeah. reminded all the time. Well, well done, Ben. You've done a Candace Warner. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go to Sally. Sally, how are you going? Good, thank you. Hey, I just want to know, when did you leave early? Um, we did the same for the NRL last year. I made my dad, husband and son come to the car as well to miss the traffic and we thought Broncos... Yep. We're winning by a long way and Penrith had no hope. So, we, yeah, they came to, as we left the stadium, that's all you could hear was the uproar of all the tries. Oh. Well, so, Nathan yeah, Cleary excellence. You think, oh, oh yeah, I'm just so going to get in the car. Till we hit Penrith, just driving into Penrith, <laughs> they actually won. Sally, <laughs> Sally, you know what? It wasn't just you. At 24 to 8, I'm so, I'm so proud of the boys oh. and, uh, <laughs> you know, they've got this. Yeah. Let's go to Jacob. How are you, Jacob? Hello, Jacob. Hello, how are you, boys? Yeah, really well. What big moment did you miss? This is going to sound funny, but it's not funny. What happened? What happened? <laughs> my first son, before he was born, apparently the story goes, I was lying in bed my wife woke up and said, I'm in labour. And I apparently said to my wife, don't worry about it, go to sleep, I'll take you in the morning. Go to sleep. So any, anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, I wake up in the morning, my wife's not there, I panicked, I rang up my mother-in-law and I said, where's, where's Alana, where's my wife? And she goes, oh, it's a bit too late, Jacob, pretty angry, and you've already had a son, it's too late. Hang on. Oh, no. so 20, 23 years later, I'm still living it down. How? <laughs> How is this possible? Why didn't she just say, get out of bed? Get out of yeah. bed. Once I'm asleep, that's it. It's impossible to wake me. Once I'm asleep, it's impossible. No. So I, apparently in my sleep, this is a true story, oh. 
apparently in my sleep, I don't recall saying it. I said, oh, don't worry about it. It's all good. I'll, I'll take you in the morning. So oh, wow. Wow. it's pretty funny, but not funny to this day. No, no. <laughs> I don't know how you survived mate, that. Great honesty, <laughs> mate. You never let you live that down. Let's go to Steve. How are you, Steve? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Not too bad. What big moment did you miss? I missed out on a $20,000 badge draw from the club because oh. I had to leave. <laughs> oh, so your name got pulled out? I walked out and um, on the car, I was just getting in the car, driving out the driveway, and a mate rang me and said, oh, you got two minutes to get back here, and I couldn't, didn't make it in time. $20,000. Why did you leave? Was it your wife? Did it, was it your girlfriend? Yeah. Someone said you got to be home? No, no, I just I just left because I'm a very good boy. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, you're certainly not me or Drew Bolton anyway. <laughs> and, Chris, what big moment did you miss? Hey, Chris. It wasn't. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Oh, it wasn't me. It was my husband. He missed the birth of our son some 33 years ago. Oh, this wow. guy's missing birth. What's happened? What did he do? He... Well, the nurses told us that nothing was happening. I was only had a few contractions. And anyway, so my mum was with me and mum didn't doesn't drive. And she said, oh, can you take me back to my parents' place at Metford? I'm up at Newcastle and... He goes, yeah, we'll see you later. And I said, okay, anyway, wouldn't have been 20 minutes later. And I went into full-blown labour and our son was born. And anyway, I rang my grandparents to say, oh, is Wayne and mum there? And they said, no, but we're waiting on you for lunch. And I said, well, I'm over at the hospital and you've got a great grandson. Oh, congratulations. Anyway, when mum and hubby arrived, they're going, congratulations, Chris has just rung. You've got a boy. And they're going, no, no, we've left her. She's she's still there. Nothing's happening yet. And they're going, well, she's just had the baby. But in the meantime, mum had asked Wayne to go to the, to call it Kmart and um, pick up a lay-by for her while she looked <laughs> oh. in the car and looked after our He's daughter. He's Wow, so many blokes missing the bird. You're a legend going through that on your own. On this show, we get afternoon wood. And here it is now. The bearded NRL and blues legend himself. It's Aaron Woods. Woodsy, tell us what's happening in Las Vegas, mate. Oh, hello, legends. How are we all going there? It's, uh, look, it's... Not too much happening at the moment. It's a bit late at night. I'm just enjoying a, a nice hard-earned day off in the in the great town of Las Vegas. So uh, we've just had a little bit of a walk up and down the strip, but now we're just back in our, in our hotel rooms. We've got a big day of training ahead tomorrow, dude. How good's that, mate? What's um what do you got planned other than training, Woodsy? What do you do for um a little bit of R and R? You know, because you're the old dad of the um of the group. Any shows? I mean, yeah. I've, oh. when I went to Vegas, I went and watched David Copperfield. Yeah, did he well, manage? Well, Kev, yeah. I, I think what we're going to go, we're going to go watch the. I think it's the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil uh, tomorrow night. So. Um, there's the whole squad. We're all going in to watch that. Um, obviously, you get here and as you're flying, you you know you, you can't hide from the strip. We're right on it. Um, you know, you get to sightsee, check out all the you know all the lunatics on the street. I think you'd fit in quite well, Del. <laughs> but um, it, it's just it, it's just a different world. You know, it's completely different to what you see every day in Sydney. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know I thought maybe coming over here a bit early would be you know. Probably wouldn't be a good thing, but I think it actually will be because the amount of walking we've been doing is because you want to get everything in. So um, we're even lucky enough to venture off to Old Vegas in uh, Fremont Street uh, yesterday as well. So um, getting some sightseeing is done nice and early. 
Now, Woodsy, is it true you ran into Travis Kelsey and uh, is any interaction at all with the big man? Yeah, we, uh, I think we were walking through the casino. We end up seeing uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey playing on the roulette table. Uh, we tried to get close, but they had about 30 security guards that wrestled us back out. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we even tried to get photos, but they weren't too happy with it. But it was, you know, to see those sort of, you know, those sort of blokes, um, mate, so crazy. It's unbelievable. You're just so used to watching them on TV and, just to see how they carry on. They carry on just like us. So um, it, it's awesome to see and they're just real good people. How pumped are you for the first round? Because so far they're reporting 35,000 tickets have sold and it's going to, in the next day or two, they're really going to amp up the, the marketing. So there's going to be many more seats sold. Are you pumped? Oh, I can't wait, Ken. This is absolutely outstanding, you know. Um, I was lucky enough to promote the game earlier back in the last year. Oh. Uh, and to see to see what they're, what they're doing at the moment, you know, being down at the uh, old Vegas, which is Fremont Street, um, that's where they're going to have the NRL launch. So there's like a big, uh, big rooftop on the street and it's just the whole signage of the NRL. So... Um, they're doing a really good job in marketing it. Um, there's a lot of people, like, everywhere you go, like, oh, you those rugby guys and, like, rugby league, come on. And, like, they're just getting around it. And, you know, from talking to a lot of people, like, they know it's on in town. So they've done a good job to promote it. Now we just got to get the people to the game. And, you know, they're pretty fanatical over here. They they love their sport in Vegas. Woodsy, let me take you back to the World Club Challenge. We know the Panthers have set a standard for the last, you know, three or four years. But Wigan, they got him 16-12. How did you see it? And what about that try at the end? Do you think it was a try or no try? Oh, look, I don't think the double movement try was a try that Wigan scored. Uh, I don't know what, what uh, video screen the video ref was yeah. watching over there. But honestly, it, it's real hard for Penrith because you've got to look at it. Like every, Each year they've lost so many great players mm. uh, and they've got to go to that game. Um, watching them play the other night, you could tell that they hadn't had a run under their belt. Um, you know, they're still missing the likes of Jerome Luai and Scott Sorensen. So they had a couple of young guys step in. Um, and you got to take in it as well. Wigan, they've had quite, they've had a couple of rounds and a couple of trials before that game. So, um, look, credit to them getting the win. But look, I still think the standard of the NRL is a lot better. And I think, Jesus, the referees, you know, we're not we're not the best referees in NRL, but they do it ten times better than the Super League. Well, we can't wait for it all to kick off. Seagulls take on the Rabbitohs, one thirty p.m. Sunday our time, and then Roosters and the Broncos Sunday three thirty p.m. So Absolutely pumped. pumped. Oh, Woodsy, so enjoy your time out over there and just uh, get it done. Now, Dell, you were out on the boat the other day. What what was going on? Tell us what was happening on Sydney Harbour. Well, mate, you know what I'm like. You know, I've got to Sydney and I, I like to network a little bit. So, a few of my friends are in and around the ASX. So, last year when Sail GP came to town, um, they said, "Oh, have you ever been to see Sail GP?" I said, "No, no, but I'd be willing to go." And last year there was that incident where the sails sort of, you know, went went astray, and um, so I didn't get to go and watch last year. But this year, um, I went all in. I went went in on the ghost about a month ago with all the A-listers. Oh, very nice. That's oh, you would have loved that. I didn't really like it. But oh, yeah. That is so your <laughs> scene. But Jackie, Jackie O and I were front and centre, so that's all I want to say. Um, yeah, we're really good friends. But then I doubled down and I wanted to go to Shark Island. And can I tell you, it was an amazing day. So that's looking back at the Opera House yeah. and the bridge. And they absolutely fly along those sail GPs. Unbelievable. They? So they gave me four tickets and I took a couple of the, the guys here from Triple M. So, um, you know, we've supported them and you know, Aussie pride. And, and I can't you find... Can, you do get on a bandwagon. I can't find a bandwagon. <laughs> I can't find a bandwagon. You guys know that. Anyway, went there for the day and it was unbelievable. Not just, um, I suppose, the surroundings and, you know, how good it is, but like just... How fast they go, but just the how occasion. free the drinks were. Yeah, yeah, the champagne was flowing. The champagne, I didn't really move anywhere, but but it was just a good day to sort of relax and, and unwind. But 
you know, I got into it too, uh, you know, from you because you went, you did the Sydney to Hobart. I did it with uh, back in the day with Tommy Slingsby was yeah. one of one of the captains for uh, for Incredible. the rub the, the boat we were on with um, yeah. Perpetual Loyal, and it was unbelievable. Like just to see him on a big, big, massive boat, but he said this is his realm, like the far, yeah. like the super fast ones, rather than a hundred foot super maxi. Like and we dominate sailing. Around the world. I mean, we yeah, absolutely we kill it when it comes down to the Olympics. Yeah. We are just a nation of sailors. Yeah, well, you know, from one sailor to another sailor, I, I agree. <laughs> but, but Tom Slingsby, like, yesterday, I didn't get to go yesterday. I went on Saturday. All the big names were there yesterday, like Braith and Astor and uh, Melissa Hoya, they were there yesterday. We went Saturday. And uh, just the Australians obviously won, but, like, the Spanish were good, the, uh, the, the USA people. I oh, mean, I really enjoyed it. And, and, mate, to be honest, I was just really proud how we get behind our Aussie pride. One thing with sailing, I just never know who's in front. Like, yeah. it's sort of, like you're sort of going, who's yeah. actually leading here? I'm like, a bit concerned, though, Del. You said that the A-listers all went yeah. yesterday, but you only got invited to Saturday. Yeah. What's yeah. doing there? Oh, I don't mind. Like, sometimes it's not about me. Did you know? hit oh. to the ego? <laughs> no, not at all. So, I think there's a little clip over the no, years. No, 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 that's, that's fine. But I, I want to thank my friend Liv from, uh, from Sail GP for the invitation. We had a great day. And I, I say to anyone, get out there and support these guys. Um, mate, there's so much money involved. But obviously, you know, the Aussies, they set a standard yesterday. So well done. Triple M presents Pearl Jam. Live on their Dark Matter World Tour with special guests, the Pixies, playing Giant Stadium November 21 and 23. Tickets on sale now without the need for a code at livenation.com.au. Yeah, Triple M is proud to present Pearl Jam on their return to Australia for the Dark Matter World Tour 2024 this November. Have you got someone in your life that's a better man or woman? Do they help you or others in out in times of need? Now's your chance to let them know that they're the better man and we could be sending you both to Pearl Jam. Head to triplem.com.au. Tell us about your better man and we could be calling you. And today we've got Tracy on the line. Welcome to the Rush Hour, Tracy. Hi, guys. How are you? Really well. Who are you nominating as your better man or woman and why? Um, My husband, Jai. Basically, um, his biggest Pearl Jam fan I know. Um, I stuffed up and I didn't go on the registration and only got on the wait list. So by the time I went to get tickets, no chance. Part of the reason why I've entered the competition. Um, Yeah, Jai works like seven days straight some days. Um, shift worker just to, you know, pay the bills for us and make sure we have everything that we want. So he's he's a good man. He's a hard worker, really provides for the family and and these tickets would mean so much to him. Oh, so much. He was devastated when I said I couldn't get any. (laughs) I had friends on, like, trying to get tickets on their ones, but, yeah, I couldn't afford it. All right, Tracy, let's give Jai a call now. Hello? Hello, Jai. Yes. It's the rush hour with Gus Jude and Wendell. We've got Candace Warner with us, mate. How are you doing? Good, mate. Mate, I have Tracy on the line and she wants to tell you something. Hey, honey. Uh, hey, how We're you We're going to Pearl Jam. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> how much do you love Pearl Jam, mate? Oh, mate, love them. Awesome, mate. I've followed them since about 93. What's your favourite song? Oh, I love Breath, but it's not off any of the albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How good's your wife? How good's your wife? She's awesome. Mate, Mate, she... I told her to register for tickets and she didn't do it, but we missed it. Yeah, but you know what? The the, the women can't do everything, mate, so she's done a really good job here, mate, so you guys deserve to go. So well done, mate. 
That's really weird to say, like. Absolutely, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a big deal. The one and only, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. thank you very much, guys. Nah, sensational. Thank you, Trace. Well, you are both off to Pearl Jam and Triple M Presents. Pearl Jam live on their Dark Matter World Tour with special guests, the Pixies, playing Giant Stadium November 21 and 23. Tickets on sale now without the need for a code at livenation.com.au. Thank you so much, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> Have Enjoy, a great guys. night. Have a great day. Someone in the rush hour can count. This is Dell's big set of six. Dell NRL head of football Graham Ennisley says the process let down the officials in Sunday's World Club Challenge with Panthers legend Greta, Greg Alexander describing the call to award Wigan a controversial try as the worst video rep decision I he, he has ever seen. Yeah, it's disappointing, you know. Um, games can be won and lost on those decisions and that was a pretty big turning point in the game. Uh, Wigan were playing some pretty good football, but even Blind Freddy could see it was a double movement. Your Broncos won the pre-season challenge, Dell. Does it mean anything in your eyes, and uh, and how much do they focus more on uh, round one? Yeah, I just think it just builds, um, you know, builds confidence through the team because and the squad. You know, obviously we know what happened in the grand final. They got there, but they come up short thanks to Nathan Cleary. But I just think for those younger players coming through now, who's you know in those feeder systems. Um, you got to have that strength underneath. That's why Penrith keep rolling on like a, you know, like a machine. You know, four or five years, they keep turning over these young players. So, Kevy and the Broncos are up there doing a good job at the moment. Now, the Knights, well, they did a switcheroo on the weekend. Brothers Jacob and Daniel Sayafidi, uh, they did the switcheroo, but it was a fail. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, but like, as a twin, who wouldn't want to do this? You know, I've always thought about that. I'd love to pull the wool over people's eyes. They're, they're pretty funny. Have you not so, watched yeah. Parent oh. Trap? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the best one ever. I know. Um, yeah, mate, but I'd love to be a twin. How good, yeah. <laughs> I just like Benny Brothers, the Fijian boys are, yeah, very funny. Eels' Mike Acevo is facing a three- to four-week ban for the careless high tackle. Yeah, look, we know he plays aggressively, you know, the way that he runs and the way that he tackles. So, you know, him three to four weeks out, mate, it's, it's not a long time, but you want your best players, you know, start of the season. And when, like, Parramatta last year, they had Ryan Madison, you know, he took mm. that couple-of-week ban. Um, and the hard thing is to... You need guys like Michael Siever coming off the back fence. You know, your outside five, he's so important to him. Now, news out uh, that Rabideau's gun Campbell Graham is expected back in the second half of the season. Yeah, well, look, Campbell Graham, he's, he's been a consistent centre for the last couple of years. I know people talk about Crichton and uh, Herbie Funworth and these players and Joey Manu. And I've got to say, Campbell Graham, he's been so consistent. Very unlucky. I know you wanted him to play Origin, didn't you? Uh, well, that first half of yeah. last year, he He's was probably he was one sublime. of the best. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully he comes back, but that's a good um, that's a good blue chip play to have come in. Sad news about Tom Gilbert. Yeah, they're talking about his ACL again. They're saying, you know, there could be uh, you know, a re-tear of that uh, ACL. And, mate, when Wayne Bennett buys players, he buys players like this because you can build a club around, uh, you know, around him. So he's had a tough couple of years, you know. They bought him from the Cowboys, an origin player. Apparently he's one of the best blokes ever. And I know that Candice, Davey was saying, you know, he saw the Dolphins squad um, not long ago. Yeah, well, they were over um, in New Zealand. They played the Warriors yeah. on the weekend. And he just said they just didn't seem to look like an NRL side. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't have that presence that other sides have. Yeah, they're pretty casual. But I think Wayne, what Wayne's building there is he's building nicely there. Um, they got some really good players. And look at the hammer, you know. He bought a player like the hammer. Everyone's going, where's this? That's what Wayne Bennett can do. He, he builds confidence in you. Do they win more games this year in your eyes? I think they do. I think that another preseason, 
brings you back together, as you know, in a pre-season. You know how tight that bond is, guys. Yeah. yeah, a bit of chemistry. They were unlucky with a few injuries last year as well. They were, but they didn't have the depth. And I, I said that. I said they'd run out of run out of juice. Uh, they've got some really good young players, but also now uh, they would have bought some good players in the off-season. So I reckon they'll, they'll go even better this year. When did you embarrass your kids? Now, this is on the back of a story that came on the Taylor Swift concert the other day. This actually uh, happened in Melbourne at the one where they had 96,000 at the MCG. Incredible scenes. Some terrible pictures, gross pictures have emerged showing the aftermath of a drunk dad. And, you know, it was, it was a pretty special time. I was lucky enough to take my daughters with my wife and, you know, that creating memories yeah. and things like yeah. that. Well, this dad... Ended up being a bit drunk. And uh, let's just say uh, he was sick on and around the seats of people waiting to hear Taylor Swift at a concert last week. It cleared this whole area of people sitting in there and basically- It must have been a proper spray. Must have just gone (laughs) ridiculously, yeah, the vomit. And he's just, basically they've taken two hours to find someone- to clean that area up, and the stench one Taylor Swift band oh, said the poor, was horrific. The poor young girl yeah. that was, or, or young boy, the child that was just there, and their dad having to probably support their dad. Just oh, yeah. that poor father will never live it down. But what about this? I saw on Reddit, um, a young girl would, you know, her father would take her to school, and um, and then in the afternoons when he would pick her up, he would often turn up in a superhero outfit. Now, that might be cute occasionally mm. when you, you oh, young. primary school age, yeah. that's pretty but awesome. But he was still doing it when she was 14. I mean, that oh, so she's, is... Yeah, she's like year eight, year nine. That is embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's getting off on it. I don't know. But that is super <laughs> embarrassing. Did you embarrass oh, your kids? I when, when I haven't embarrassed <laughs> my kids. Um, it was funny. Tease was about 11 or 12. And when you you know, when you got daughters, you know what that's like, guys. Um, I, I was sponsored by Chrysler at the time and I had the big V8. And um, Tara told me, um, uh, Matisse had this boyfriend, like his name was Thomas. So they're, they're, they're playing in the park and that, you know, at this party. And I pull up and I go, hey, which one's Thomas? And he goes, I'm Thomas. And I go, Oh, he was oh, on you. You've given it yeah, the, both yeah. the eyes. I was mucking goes, around. I was mucking around. So, <laughs> so she comes. Did he and, just stop dead in his tracks? That you've gone, my eyes are on you. Not just that. He stopped dead in his tracks. And I just, oh, I went on. Anyway, Tease walks in the door, goes straight past me. And I said, what's wrong with Tease? Thomas didn't talk to her for the whole day because, yeah, because oh. I did that. And I was only joking. Everyone knows I'm a big teddy bear. Jill. I know, I know. Are you embarrassing your kids at the moment? Yeah. Mine are at that stage where they're just like, everything I do is a bit embarrassing. Yeah, I'm a little bit like that. It's more at school drop-off uh, in the mornings. Myself, David's probably the worst. They get really embarrassed by their dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the kids are like, oh, there's, you know, David Warner. Oh, your dad, you know. So, and they find it really quite embarrassing. Anyway, so they said, whatever you do, dad, when you drop us off, don't wind your window down. Yeah. Don't say bye. Don't blow us kisses. Don't say I love you. Yeah. Just let us, we'll drop, like drop us off a hundred meters away. We'll walk in. So David lets them do that. And then as they're crossing the the, the zebra crossing, he's, he's the first car there and he's beeping the horn, yeah. he's waving, <laughs> he's course. doing, and the school gates haven't opened yet. So there's all the kids Ugh. there waiting and mm. just the look on our girl's face is just like, dad, how dare yeah. you? And every day you get the speech on the way to school, don't do it, Dad, don't do it, mm. and it happens. Yeah. Well, they're the calls we want. When did you embarrass the kids? Tamara's given us a call. Tamara, when did you embarrass the kids? Hello, Tamara. Hello, Tamara. Hello, you there? Hello, yeah, well. yes. When did you embarrass yep, the kids? So. Oh, literally every day. If I'm dropping the kids off to daycare or school or whatever it might be, 
even just down the grocery shop, uh, shop sorry, um, I'm singing, dancing, screaming I love you and I even told my son actually that he forgot his cream at home in front of his girlfriend. Oh. And how old is he? he's like, what cream? I'm like, your itchy bum cream. Oh. oh. How old and is he? 14. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that. That's they're going through really tough times as a 14 year old. You can't have your mum die. You've forgotten your itchy cream. They know what I'm like, and mm. it's something that I've always done. That's why we have kids. What sort of tunes are you seeing? <laughs> You're seeing Disney or something. Like that. What are you doing? Yeah, look, um, I'll sing, I'll either, because I'm into a bit of rock and metal and stuff, so I'll either have oh. that blaring or I'll be dancing and script, like singing to my Disney songs. I've got the Disney Hits playlist and. Bit of let it go, you know. Um, <laughs> it is your God given right to uh, actually just yeah. embarrass That's your kids. True, it's yes. one thing. Yeah, let's go to Nick there. Nick, how you going, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Good. How did you embarrass the kids? Well, I was actually the embarrassed kid. Oh, uh, really? my parents. Yeah. Um, so I had my parent teacher interviews when I was 15 at school, and uh, the my parents weren't happy with one of my teacher's comments. Um, do you remember the comment? Well, he, he, I basically I was promised at the start of the year that I would move up and uh, like a upper level in a subject, yep. and they didn't move me up. And my dad then proceeded to verbally abuse that teacher in front of the entire school. Oh, I think your dad really wanted you to go up. <laughs> How did it make you feel? Yeah. Then? Uh, I was quite embarrassed. I, that was actually the last interview for the day, so I just kind of walked walked home at that point. Just just left because everyone was watching my my dad um, like talk down to my math teacher, who's a fair bit shorter. Oh, and and everyone would have been talking about you and your dad yeah. after that. Oh, how horrible! Yeah, it wasn't even the best bit. Um, he then received a letter about two weeks later from my school and the. Well, from the principal saying, uh, please do not step on uh, school premises ever again. Never let on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, it you really know what? That's a win for the parent. That means you don't have to go to any parent-teacher <laughs> no, interview. You don't have to go to assemblies. I don't want to see you do that at any parent-teacher interview. My mind is ticking. Time now for this. Our next guest is an Australian rugby union legend. Since making his debut for the Wallabies in 2005, he went on to become our highest try scorer in Rugby World Cups. This guy's played rugby union all around the globe, from France for Toulon to Britain. Well, let me guess, he played for Toulon. <laughs> oh, no, it says it here. Oh, the Barbarians. Oh, that's an invitational thing. Very fancy, very schoolboy and all that. So on that note, we'd like to cordially invite him to come and chat to the Rush Hour this afternoon on Triple M. Yours in eager anticipation of your response. Ow, I jam myself in the f- eye with the big quill feather pen. Ow. Please welcome Drew Mitchell. Yeah, big Rush Hour. Welcome to Drew Mitchell. Now, Drew, the Reds got it done over the Waratahs in the Wendell Sailor Cup. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it was, a, it was a good performance from the Reds. It was actually a really good match uh, on free to wear as well, Saturday night, prime time. So it was a, a great hit out for uh, the Reds and, and the Waratahs in their first uh, first game of the year. But Les Kiss already, his fingerprints are all over this Red side. Adrian, where do you think we go from here with Australian rugby? Obviously, the World Cup wasn't what we wanted it. 
uh, to be. And obviously us, the classic Wallabies, uh, we were disappointed. But where do we go? You were over there. You were having a very good time and you were very emotional <laughs> about our man, Eddie Jones. Where do we go from there, mate? Yeah, well, I think we've just got to move on from Eddie. Obviously, there's a documentary that's just come out uh, last week uh, about that World Cup campaign. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty tough viewing, really, to be fair. But um, I, I think moving forward, we just firstly, we've got to work out the financial situation of, uh, of our game, not just, uh, you know, at, at all levels, franchise levels, but also, um, you know, the top end of town, Rugby Australia. And also how we can help uh, the grassroots levels, all the junior clubs and, and clubs around Australia as well. So I think, um, you know, before we worry about too much on-field stuff, there's a lot that needs to be done off the field. Because I think, you know, whilst the the results haven't been fantastic off the field, I think the results in the uh, in the office and the headquarters, um, you know, probably haven't been where they need to be for probably the last 15 to 20 years. Uh, Super Round starts this weekend. Uh, all 12 Super Rugby teams are going to go head-to-head at one epic venue. Yeah, that's right. Super Round this weekend down in Melbourne, Amy Park. Uh, all, like you said, uh, all 12 teams, six matches across the three days. And, uh, you know, we'll, be at, we'll actually be down there for our, for our podcast, the kickoffs and kick-ons. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited about it just to, to get down there and just see everyone in action, but also just get amongst the atmosphere. We'll be sitting in the bay on the Saturday, uh, you know, where, where people can come and, and Join us in the stands and then uh, also interviewing the new incoming Wallabies head coach, Joe Schmidt, on the Sunday as well. So, um, yeah, really interested to sort of see where he thinks we're at and what he thinks he needs to do to, uh, to move forward with this Wallabies squad. Drew, Wendell thinks he's pretty funny. Uh, he wants to know, know. He wants to know, why hasn't he got a seat on your couch? No, 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 well, no, no, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You did. He's had no, a seat on the couch for a long time, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I just say my welcome. We don't, we don't have that long for, for Wendell on a couch. I think it's, <laughs> it's many hours for Wendell on a couch. But no, I, I think we, we spoke just recently. I think Wendell wants to come on. Uh, we're really interested to, to talk about uh, his little two year hiatus from his career and, uh, and all things Wendell says. Oh, so. I appreciate you bringing that up, Drew. Oh, I've never forgotten that. Thanks, mate. I'm just PTSD, yeah. <laughs> Drew, no, but we'll, we'll definitely have him on soon. Who else impressed you from week one? Obviously, the Chiefs got it done uh, in a close one against the Crusaders, and uh, you know, even the Brumbies had a big win. Yeah, the Brumbies were really clinical against the Rebels. Um, you know, Stephen Larkin's got that team firing, and obviously, they've, they've, there's a couple of players that have moved on from that squad, but they've, uh, they've picked up really where they left, left off last year. I thought the Blues were also particularly strong uh, against the Fijian and Drew. Pretty tough conditions over there. Uh, in North Harbour, and uh, they got the job done pretty convincingly as well. So, um, yeah, look, it's going to be an epic weekend this weekend down in Melbourne. Hey, Drew, what I like about the boys, uh, you know, we do stuff at grassroots and corporate level. Um, you know, Todd Okefu is a bloke that we, we respect, and um, he went for that Reds job, but Les Kiss is the right man for the job at the moment, you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, um, you know, Todd Okefu is, is one of the Queensland greats, and, uh, you know, and he's um, I'm sure he'll probably get a... Um, a, a job there at some point, but I think with uh, after Brad Thorne's leaving, uh, Les Kiss, what what he's been doing over there in Ireland, and uh, you know some of the su- success that Ireland have been having, uh, you know, can certainly be put down to some of Les Kiss's work. So, uh, you know, he's a Queensland guy. He wore that uh, Maroons jersey like you did, Dylan, and uh, the state of origin. So he knows what it is to be a Queenslander, and uh, I think um, you know he's going to get the best out of the squad. Big thanks for jumping on, Drew, uh, last minute though. So tickets available at ticketech.com for the super round of rugby this weekend. No worries. Thanks very much. I love your sleepovers, Drew. They're all good. They're they're (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Tell you what, Scotty Pippen's coming on the show tomorrow. Oh, yeah. NBA icon and royalty. Oh, yeah. You won't sleep tonight, Dill. Oh, yeah. Chicago Bulls from day one, baby. Get home safe, everyone. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from four on Triple M.